Hi, are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNR TV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels, including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, for first-time subscribers, use promo code SIRS30 to save $5 for your first month. GNR TV, streaming done right. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, just Jason's mask. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another awesome, exciting episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. You got three awesome Jason fans here tonight. You got myself, Sir Sturdy. You got Brian and Thad. Guys, how's it going? It's going good. good. Thank good you. And we were just, we were probably talking for a good 20 minutes. We should have just hit record right away about <laughs> Friday the 13th and all this kind of stuff. And we were giving you gold, man. Yeah. And <laughs> I honestly don't remember who asked the question. So whoever asked the question, just ask it again so we can just actually answer it on here. Well, we were talking about the Friday remake and Kane Hodder not being a part of it. And I was just kind of curious to see what you guys thought, what your opinion of that was. Okay. Brian, I'll let you I'll let you two answer this first, and I'll go third. There's a cat in the background. All right. So to me growing up, when I my first Jason movie was Jason Goes to Hell. And uh, so that was when I started. It was old enough to go to the movies. And so I grew up as, you know, being a fan of Kane Hodder, but then as I got older, I would study each person that played Jason, and you know, you know, Kane's known for playing Jason for you know four times. However, we got to hand the torch over to the new generation, and they found a good person with Derek Mears. He, you know, he has the part, and he gave off like a really good Jason. I mean. Like we were talking earlier, when I saw it in the theaters, my heart rate was going up because of the way he was, you know, running in the woods and you had the the music in the background. So Kane still hurt from not being cast in Freddy versus Jason. And, you know, I don't think he'll ever get over it. I mean, he's a great guy. I've met him once before. Super nice guy, but he just got to let it go. I mean, is Sean Connery upset that he's not James Bond anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> What's your thoughts on it, Dad? Well, I mean, I agree. I think Derek Mears did a great job. And so in one regard, that made it better, you know, because a lot of fans were just kind of boycotting it from the get-go, saying, oh, well, you know, Kane Hodder's not going to be in it. And 
we were all hoping he would come back. And I love Kane Hodder too. I wish they had put him in Freddy versus Jason and this one. But when I watched it, Derek Mir, I mean, it, it felt like I was watching Jason again, and it didn't really take away from the experience, uh, in my opinion, from watching it. But I, I certainly would love to see Kane come back um, into a Friday the Thirteenth. But know. in the same token, like when you just said you'd love to see him come back, he's actually in the process of making a film called uh, Thirteen Fanboy, and it's being directed oh. by um, Deborah Sue Voorhees, Deborah. who mm-hmm. was in Friday Thirteenth Part Five. And um, she has uh, just a plethora of Friday the 13th alumni in that. So he's sort of going to be in another Friday the 13th film. It's just not, he's not Jason. It's not Jason. (laughs) He's in a ton of horror movies. He's in every horror movie that comes out, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, he was in Hatchet. I liked Hatchet. Yeah. I love Hatchet. I feel, but with, um, to answer the question though, like, I'm not mad he wasn't in the remake. Because I didn't expect him to be in the remake, and I feel, as you guys said, I feel Derek Mears did a great job in the remake. Mm-hmm. But Freddy vs. Jason, I was very disappointed. I'm still mad about it that he wasn't in there, just because everybody expected it. Robert and Jason both expected it, and then just the way they kind of screwed him over with it, not just being up front like, hey, look, we picked somebody else. Like, kind of, He kind of found out later on that he wasn't going to be in the movie, which I thought was screwed up. And, uh, yeah, that... Yeah, Freddy didn't they Jason? have to start shooting and when he found out? So, yeah, something like that. Like, they pretty much told him he was going to be in it, and then they started shooting and all this, and it was, I felt like they did him dirty. But, and then the acting in Freddy vs. Jason was just, I mean, come on. <laughs> Atrocious. <laughs> we we could have done that. <laughs> yeah. Easily. But. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was just, and I don't, like, when I watch horror movies, I don't expect <laughs> top actors i don't expect the best acting in the movie but that was just like it seemed like either they weren't trying hard enough or they were trying way too hard i don't know what it was but the cgi was just god awful too <sighs> CGI. yeah the cgi and i and i felt like on the acting like they were trying to take it seriously which is what made it <laughs> terrible but, you know because when it's purposely campy yeah. or acceptable for the acting to be off but when they really seem like they're trying to reach an emotional level of their character there and it's just coming off as silly you know i i couldn't believe some of the performances because even some of the actors in it, i mean john ritter's not a bad actor but he was not great in that movie i wonder how much of it i mean i know part of it is acting but i don't know how much of it was the script too with that movie well, and i didn't that, hate the movie don't get me wrong i did, definitely didn't hate the movie but i just felt like they could have right. done better with what they did from what i remember and it's been a, it's been a while since i read the um the uh camp crystal lake uh, memories the script went through like so many rewrites and uh so i would love to have seen like what the first script was uh but um yeah, with Kane being, you know, I don't think anyone had the guts to tell Kane you're not in it. Like the director kind of like pushed it off to like the the network and then or the network the studio and then the studio like pushed it off to the director. So I remember first hearing about him not being it. Listening to Howard Stern, it was on um, when Robin does her news. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's just he's not going to be in it. That's just. Oh, man. <clears throat> So, Brian, 
Yes, sir. I got a question for you. I see you're wearing a South Jersey Jason shirt. Yep. Can you explain that for us? Yeah, sure. So um, I started dressing up as just Jason back in 2017. Uh, I love Halloween, and I'm always thinking of new ways to scare the kids when they come for trick-or-treating. So, you know, I um, I got my first hood from Dark Side Studios and my hockey mask from Monsters of Mayhem, I think it was, Monsters for Hire or something. But anyway, uh, buddies of mine own a, a comic book store in our local mall um, in Mays Landing, New Jersey. And every year they hold a uh, Halloween comic fest and they do a costume contest and they asked me, if I wanted to be a, a judge, I said, yeah, sure. And they said, well, do you have anything to promote you? I said, no, I can just create like a Facebook page. So that's how South Jersey Jason came about. And it just kind of lay dormant up until May of this year. I went to Blairstown, New Jersey. Uh, I won tickets. Well, I didn't win tickets. I won the lottery to buy tickets to tour Camp Noby Bosco, which is where the original was filmed. Nice. And I said, I said, you know what? Let me just go in talk to people, interview people, and let's see where the South Jersey Jason goes. And uh, the the next day, that Saturday, I went into town and I did an interview with Jeanette Ayurado, who is the curator of the Blairstown Museum. And she said, hey, let's, let's start a collaboration. So just because of that one weekend, mm -hmm. I started getting an increase on Facebook. Now, I'm only at like 306 likes. But I met a lot of friends that we, you know, I talk to on a daily basis, and I figured let's, you know, just see what else I can do with this brand. So a buddy that I work with created my website, SouthJerseyJason.com. So on my Facebook page, I, I, you know, I'll just do uh, updates with pictures or just what's going on, what I'm doing. But on my website itself. The first two articles I did was pretty much like how I came into the franchise. And then the second one was a spoiler-free uh, blog I wrote about the Crystal Lake tours. And then I interviewed someone from Blairstown who is like almost like a mascot of the town. And we can talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed um, my friend Dave Brown who is making a film. His name was Jason. But just from talking to different people, I started booking myself. And while, you know, it's not – I'm not making money off of it. I just want to get my name out there because I'm all about – I like meeting the fans of the franchise because I think they're the – I think horror fans in general are one of the nicest people I've ever met. And um, so with my, my website and my Facebook, uh, I'm starting to get little appearances. So I got, you know – a couple appearances in September, October, December. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm hoping to make some money off of it. I made some prints from a photo shoot, and I, I did some free giveaways. But when we I go to Blairstown in a few weeks, I'm really pushing to sell them to make. Let's see if I can make a little money. That's awesome. That's the real cool. Definitely got to check that out more. Yep, for sure. And I agree with you 100% as far as the fans of this genre and just, I mean, the podcasts and and the conventions and everything like that. I mean, it's just a community and, you know, a lot of people do this type of stuff out of love and passion, whether they're making money from it or not. Yeah. So it's always cool if you can find an opportunity to make something off of it and, oh, yeah. you know, be able to participate with it and do more with it. Actually, earlier in the week, um, when I had, you know, did another Facebook post that I was doing a podcast this Saturday and 
or tonight actually and you know i shared it to all the friday the 13th uh fan pages i'm part of uh adam marcus director of jason goes to hell like my post i was like yeah all right on (laughs) i'm actually trying to get him on here i'm i talked with some guy named i want to say nick hunt i believe i could be wrong with the name but um i talked to him and i'm gonna go through him and we're gonna work something out i think one episode is gonna be me him and nick or me and nick and then me and adam but that'll be cool and then i talked to I got a hold of the director from Friday from the Friday Thirteenth. We're about to review part six, and I'm gonna get him on here. Nice. He's actually, actually going to be in Blairstown the weekend I'm going up, so That's which will cool. be really awesome. I'm hoping I can meet him. Tom McLaughlin. Yes. Tom McLaughlin. Yes. That's gonna I'm be awesome. gonna. I'm going to a horror convention next February in Texas, and um, he's going to be at that one. He was the first announced guest, so nice. Definitely hoping to meet him speak with him a little bit is that a texas frightmare no um man i'll have to look up the title of it it's it's not texas frightmare i think that one is um a couple months later we are planning to go to that one as well that's awesome i'm actually going to one in october october 18th through the 20th i'm going to scarecon out in rochester new york i can't wait i got a table out getting a table out there because they had like a um, a media thing, they had a post. Like, hey, sign up for media podcasts and all that. They'll give you a table and two chairs, two media passes. I was like, yes, I'm going. I'm gonna do it again. Yes. So I just got to pay for power, another media pass for my brother, and like two more chairs. But hey, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, one I'm going to in the beginning of October. It's the. Uh, t- 11th through the 13th it's nj HorrorCon, and they they go to the showboat in atlantic city and uh when i saw who their first guest one of their first guest announcement was um terry kaiser who played bad news cruise from part seven yes so i'm gonna go in my part seven costume and get my photo with him that's so bad news cruise bad news cruise i gotta actually brian i told dad this a couple weeks ago i had um i was on a panel with him oh nice you might. I'm horrible with names, so it was him, Tina, and I want to say his name is Kevin Jean Jacket. I keep calling him Jean. Jacket. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick. Um, T- Nick Tina was Lar Park Lincoln, Lar and Park then Lincoln, Nick. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know his name offhand. All right, that's how'd that come about that you're on a panel? Scaricon, because oh okay, like for with the podcasters. The people who run Scarecon were like, okay, we want to podcast this year. You can podcast and all that, but we want you to do some panels for us. Help us out with panels. And I was like, okay. Like, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, no kidding. And we got, we at, like, it was us and it was a group chat with podcasters, and we got to pick, like, which ones, like, who would you want to work with? And I was like, okay, well, there's Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. I'll take that. I'll take, I was like, I'll take whatever. Some mm-hmm. a lot were taken. So Nightmare on Elm Street, or sorry, Friday the 13th was seven was still open. I was like, Give me that. It's my favorite franchise. Oh. And Halloween from Rob Zombie was open, but there wasn't there wasn't people from the movie. No, no, no. The doctor was there, but he wasn't on the panel. McDowell. Oh, he wasn't, okay. he wasn't yeah. on the panel. So we just did a panel for the, before the movie, like before we showed the movie, and we got to talk about the movie with people watching it in the room and all that. And it was fun. Cool. Definitely fun. Definitely one of those experiences. I feel like if you ever have the opportunity – you have to, <laughs> you have to do it. If anybody has the opportunity, any podcasters or any fans, 
someone's if you got a friend that's a podcast like hey listen i want you to come up on stage with me just get up there and do it it's gonna be a little nerve-wracking at first a little bit but that lasts like two seconds yeah once you get through the fanboy freak out you know and then it's smooth sailing after that i'm sure yeah that's a lot of fun man um that convention i was talking about is called the cult classic convention and it is in bellstrup texas valentine's day weekend nice that's romantic uh, beautiful yeah, so Tom McLaughlin's going to be there. Um, Tyler Shake Cone from uh, Texas Chainsaw Next Generation is going to be there. Tom Fridley from uh, Jason Lives nice. is going to be there. Nice. John Travolta's cousin. Tamara Glenn from Halloween. Oh, Five. yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I'm friends with her on Facebook every once in a while. You know, she'll respond to like one of my posts. Uh, yeah. I'm, I asked her a long time ago if she's ever come and come out on the East Coast, but yet it hasn't happened. But I would love to meet her. She's from Arkansas, which is just pretty much is a state away from where I live. So okay. she does some conventions up there. Uh, they don't have a lot of horror conventions up there, but they do have film festivals that she's a part. She's busy. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot through the cult classic horror show and and she yeah she's very busy not with just cons and things like that but she's doing movies again and yep you know but she's cool she's very active on social media very uh responsive to fans and she is yeah yeah i got a question for for me. i got a question for both of you right now all right friday the 13th related if say somebody's never seen any friday the 13th movie you have to choose Ooh. one movie you feel they need to watch which one do you choose and why Man, I already have you my answer. This. <laughs> I didn't respond. <laughs> my, my, I'll tell you my answer. Well, that one was more general as far as like move, horror movies Any in general. Movie. But this one's just, I'm going to say part three, and it's not even my favorite. It's like my second favorite. Part seven is my favorite. But I say part three just because the biggest reason for me is because it's when the iconic mask comes into play. Yeah. And you, so you know where the mask is coming from. And everybody knows them by the mask. Like part part two was great. Part one was great. But for the quote-unquote casual horror fan that hasn't seen this franchise, let's say, they're good. they know Jason by the mask. They don't know his mother. Mm. They don't know Sackhead Jason. They know him. I mean, four through seven, or you can say four through the rest, you you know, those work too. But part three is like where I feel like that's where it really all began as far as Jason goes. No disrespect to two, but, you know, that's where I feel like that's where it took off, really took off. Well, you know my feelings for part three. That was the first one yep. I ever saw, and that's my favorite one. Um, and, again, you know, I watched them way out of order as well and was able to pick up on <laughs> on it just well. I think I'd, I would agree with you on that um, just because of the Jason character kind of coming into his own at that point. Because, like you said, that's really where the hockey mask came into play and Jason became an icon really after that. Um well, I'm going to be the odd man out, and I'm going to go with the original because I, it, the original has a place in my heart because it's, it was only filmed three hours away from me. I'm a Jersey guy, and uh, I, I, even though it was, uh, you know, it wasn't an original in a sense of writing a slasher movie because the idea was stolen from Halloween. Uh, it's just uh, to me. I mean, when you talk about up and coming actors. You know, there's up and coming actors. You had Kevin Bacon. You know, yeah. like who would who would have thought? You know, he was going to be in Footloose and you know whatever films he's made. But uh, when Betsy Palmer, she <laughs> she already had a nice resume and yeah, yeah. didn't want to do that movie at all. 
<laughs> oh, she, yeah, she hated right. that movie up until, like, you know, the mid-2000s, and then she saw how the fans treated her. Uh, yeah. But to me, it just, it just, the, the, the scenery was just beautiful. You know, I, I like nature, and just, it's just, I don't know what else I could say about it, but that's just, it holds a place in my heart for that one. But yeah, I agree with you with part three. It's the iconic movie where he got the hockey mask. And, uh, but you also have to think, what if, like, what would it be like if they never gave him the hockey mask and, like, he had the sack head or, you know, whatever they wanted to give him? Makes you wonder. It does, but I... It does. Man, I can't even... Would it have been as popular without the hockey mask? Even no. Same no. story, same kills? It. Yeah, I can't see, you know, bags being on every shelf of the store like there are hockey masks. That's like, true. you know, you go into a costume shop or anything with, with horror-related material, and there's a hockey mask somewhere. There's a replica. There's, I mean... And they changed a little bit throughout each movie, so each one's different, you know. I don't know how different you could have made the sack, you know, especially from potatoes to... Yeah, I was going to say, with, with the sack, too, it would take just one idiot to say they're playing Jason with a plastic bag over the head and die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or pass out, or something. like, what were you doing? I'm being Jason. No, no, you don't do it with a plastic bag. But... Well, we'd kind of seen it before, from the town that dreaded sundown, I mean... yeah. I, I I think if I remember right on one of the documentaries, they said they didn't really they really didn't know what they were doing with Jason yet, and they just kind of threw that in there at the last minute. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it took off. And when they got to part three, they they thought, well, let's change up the mask a bit, and there was big debate on what it was going to be. And somebody had a hockey mask on set and tried it out, and everybody thought, wow, that works. Okay. Yeah, because uh, in part two, his his whole entire outfit is just a spitting image of the Town Dread of Sundown. The only difference really is he had one eye hole, whereas in Town Dread of Sundown, there was two eye holes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big, big changes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, just borrowing, paint homage. Yeah. But, uh, sir, since you, you're up in the New York area, have you had the opportunity to go down to Blairstown? I haven't. Uh, if you ever get a chance uh, for a nice car ride, I'm not sure how far you are from like the tip of New Jersey, but literally Blairstown looks the way it did when they filmed it in 79. You know, the only thing that's really changed was maybe the exteriors a little bit of the buildings and the paint job, but it still has that same look to it. Now, are you allowed to go there? Then, like, do they oh, well, yeah, Blairstown, yeah, Blairstown is, you know, an active town. It's a very small town. It's not big. Okay, um, right. The place you're not allowed to go to is Camp Nabi Bosco, but, you know, that didn't stop me in the past uh, or anyone else. But it's a Boy Scout camp, and it's it's highly, uh, you know, no trespassing. Actually, a, a friend of mine who I met when I was well, actually through an interview, his name's Matthew Keller. He's a resident of Blairstown. When I did his interview, he was telling me when he was a kid, you were allowed to go on the camp and you know, take your canoe and go canoeing. They didn't give you any issues. It's just when in the mid nineties, when horror had a resurgence, that's when they did all the no trespassing. But, you know, a few years ago, they started Camp Nami Bosco started the Crystal Lake tours. And originally they would only do it like on a Friday the 13th, but then they started like opening up more tour dates. And what you do is you go to crystallaketours.com put your name in and then basically you go into a hat and then they'll 
you know, they'll, they'll pull your name and if you get, um, you know, selected, they'll send you an email. And I think you have like 48 hours to buy the tickets. And wow. when I went, it was a hundred and I think $135 for four hours. And, uh, they do, they'll get like a Friday the 13th alumni. So Adrian King was there when I was there, which I knew she was going to be there, but then Ron Milky came out in full officer Dorf gear and <laughs> recited his entire dialogue from the film and as they're, you know, it's really cool because I think there was a, maybe 150 people on my tour, but they break up into small groups. So it's not, you're not, you know, it's not overcrowded. And there's, there's like eight sections. And when we went into the one cabin that was outfitted as the, the shower stalls, Jeanette Taylor comes out, who played uh, Marcy, who got the axe in the head. Mm-hmm. And when she came out, I was like, is that a volunteer? Uh, then I'm like, holy, holy crap, it's uh, Jeanette Taylor. It was, that was her first time back to the camp in 40 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it was a great experience. <laughs> it's a great experience. And um, the odds of getting a ticket are like 50,000 to one. But my first time getting it, I got selected. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That, I feel like that's an experience we all need to have now. <laughs> yeah. 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 They do overnight um, for a thousand dollars to sleep overnight, but when they were thinking about prices, they let the fans decide. They didn't want to like you know charge too much. I mean, a thousand dollars is a lot of a lot of money, so they put a poll out there, and one fan said fifteen thousand dollars for overnight, and he said if you make it happen, I will buy two tickets. So some guy was wanting to spend thirty thousand dollars to sleep overnight. Well. I got something to say about that guy. We all don't have that kind of money to spend <laughs> to sleep overnight at a damn camp. Thanks, man. As big of a fan as big of a fan as I am for that. I love the movie, but me and Thad were joking about this a couple weeks ago about getting what was it Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, the uh, the only VHS with all the no cut scenes or whatever. Was uh, part seven. Yeah. But you know, our wives would leave us if me and Thad were like, you know what, we're gonna sell everything and just get this movie. Now, if I was like, to get this VHS copy. Yeah, and then take out a loan. So if we did that plus take out a loan for this, our buyers are just going to kill us. Like, listen, yeah. you guys are stupid. Who came up with this, Who came up with this idea? But the, the one thing I can say, even though whether you're spending $175, you might hear my dog in the background, uh, $175 for a ticket or $1,000 for an overnight experience, it all goes back to the camp because um, the camp's almost 100 years old and there's some buildings that need repair or they're building new buildings. And then what they do every year is they they donate $3,000 to a, a, a camp not too far away, which is a medical camp for kids with cancer. And $3,000 covers a cost for one like, ticket for a kid to go to camp for the week. I, I respect oh, that a lot. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. But, I mean, okay, I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to be the negative Nancy, so to speak. If they had this camp opened up to where Friday the 13th fans can go visit this camp, say for 100, even if it was 100 bucks for the day, say 300 overnight, a lot more people would go. Like, I would go. Yeah, um, but it's an active Boy Scout camp, though, so. Kids have enough stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They can have a Boy Scout camp somewhere else. They don't need it there. That place is too iconic. That place is too iconic. Yeah, but you know when Let's, the film they when they made the film there they when they were scouting locations they had already secured a location and then they got lost and found this camp by accident. Wow. So they're like, we'd like to look at this and 
when they were done filming, it was like kind of taboo to talk about the Friday the 13th film was filmed there, you know, I guess it's a Boy Scout camp. And, um, but actually one of the, the, the guys that is one of your tour guides, he was a camper when they were filming the film there. And so he shared some information, you know, what it was like to watch them film the scenes. So jealous. You know how Wasn't it crazy how back at these t- at this time, you know, like these movies, they got a lot of flack and a lot of pushback, you know, on locations and people not wanting to have their names attached to it. Even some of the actors, you know, didn't want to go on to do these sequels because they wanted to go on to bigger and better things and didn't want to be stuck in a in a horror film that wasn't ever going to go anywhere. And now they're like. They're national treasures. We were talking about it last week. We we're like, you can walk into Walmart and you've got Jason memorabilia and, and all this tour-related stuff and um, people making money off of doing tours at where these lo- these were filmed. You know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre barbecue joint just yep. opened up. Uh-huh. You can spend the night there, you know. I mean, it's just well, it's the, embraced now. Yeah, well, the camp where Part 6 was filmed, I forget uh, the name of the camp. Um, the real name, but they actually just started doing what Camp Nami Bosco is doing. And they, um, I think last month did a, I'm not sure if they did a tour of the camp, but they did a screening of part six there. And I believe CJ Graham was there. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, It's it's, uh, Camp Daniel Morgan. It's 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. That's real cool. I guess we can, uh, Jump in the Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Oh yeah! Give us a <laughs> breakdown on that. <laughs> we are talking all things Jason, though, so that's good. And like I was saying earlier, I literally finished this movie like 15 minutes before we started recording. I was like, let me throw this on real quick, watch the Fresh movie. In your head, yeah. And I, was, I have it playing now in the background, as I know you both do, too. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm actually, I'm at the scene where Jason's getting, I don't even remember the guy's name, and I just watched the damn movie. The RV kill. Stabs the guy in the side of the head. Oh, uh, Court. Yeah. Court. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Such a great kill. Such oh, man. Kill. This one is full of great kills. It really which is. Which I'm sure we'll yeah. get to, but I mean, it is just full of them. And I think, oh, man. That might be my favorite kill of the movie, I think. It's either that or when the girl gets her head ripped off, when he twists, breaks her neck, and decapitates her. Oh, sissy, yeah. Sissy, yes, yes. But you know what? No, it's Kurt because he stands on the RV, on the side of the RV after he kills them. That's just. So you're saying that's a better kill than when he killed the sheriff? Yeah, man. You know what it is? (laughs) That's the one that I just seen, so that's what's like literally embedded in my head right now. I mean, you've got you've got the sheriff being folded in half. Um, you've got um, the girl being pushed into the side of the RV and her face coming out the other side. The three-person beheading, you know, which the uncut version would have been better of that, but that was still cool. That one where he uh, takes the machete and throws the guy against, or takes the guy's arm and throws That's him against the, the one- tree part of the movie I do not like. It got really it jumped a shark right there for me when he did that. Oh, I liked the kill. I did think the whole paintball yes. scheme and stuff was really didn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie. You know, I think yeah. it was just adding more kills. What can we do? Let's have well, a well, HR shootout here. It wasn't the kill that I didn't like. It was when okay. the guy's head slammed into the tree and he had a bloody happy face. I was going to say, that's probably the part right there, the bloody happy face. It was funny. 
But I'm like, okay. No, I just like when he looks back and he's holding the machete. Yes, that's a cool. Arm that's actually, uh, I have that print signed by C.J. Graham. Oh, nice. Now, didn't somebody else play Jason for that part? Yeah, um, I have I it in my notes here. Uh, Dan Bradley. He was a crew member, and actually his one shot was I, oh, was when he did the decapitation. I believe that's what uh, the shot he was in. It was one of those scenes, and the uh, producers felt he was too husky for the role. So that's when C.J. Graham came into play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I know there was two Jasons in this movie. I forgot the exact part. I couldn't share that part there you mentioned or the smiley face part. I wasn't sure which one it was, <laughs> but I do remember. I think I heard it on the documentary, actually. Yes. Yeah. And prior to this, CJ didn't have any acting experience, no stunt work experience. He was working in a restaurant. He was a manager of a restaurant or at a casino. He just retired out of the casino business a few years ago. Wow. Yeah, they brought him in because he was uh, huge. And I remember he was, he had, community. Yeah. yeah. What you said, no experience. He's a military, military background. What a, movie. what a movie. And that 77 Camaro was nice. I have to, I have to mention that. Yeah. As a, muscle, as a muscle car guy, I had to throw that out there. And don't forget the cameo by Horshack in the beginning. Yeah. From Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. Back, Cotter. Ron Palillo. There was a great extended scene, a cut scene of, of his death as well. Um, Tom McLaughlin was talking about when he ripped his heart out, it was going to, he was going to drop it on the ground and it was going to be smoking and just yeah, still beating, I think. Pumping, and yeah, blood, but of course the ratings board got to it. I would have loved to have seen that. That seems like something very, very necessary and <laughs> it should almost be against the law that they didn't let this go in the movie. This is. This is a travesty. <laughs> yeah, you know, the one thing with the franchise in general, the MPAA just ripped them a new one for every film, basically. Yeah, they uh, hate it. Especially Part 7. And unfortunately, we won't ever get to see any deleted scenes because all the mm -hmm. cut scenes were lost in a fire. <sighs> that's there's that's only, There's only a few that you can find on YouTube, but there's no audio whatsoever with it. That's absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, we just talked about that a little bit last time, and it just seemed like Friday the Thirteenth was the series that was picked on hardcore. I mean, they were they were blamed for everything, just like heavy metal music and rap mm -hmm. music. Time, you know, it was like Friday the Thirteenth is corrupt and young, and you know, I think everybody was just mad that it, it was making so much money and blowing family films like E.T. out of the box office slots. You know, I mean, I. Because nowadays, <laughs> really, these are nothing as far Not as, you know, brutality and gore. Not, they show more gore on regular TV now than they do with these damn movies. Yeah. Well, we were talking about American Horror Story. I remember the first time I started watching that, I thought I couldn't believe I was watching this on cable t television. That's, a, that's actually a great example right there. American Horror Story. I'm just like, okay, look at this movie. Look at this show right here that you're showing on TV. Yeah. And I when you watch Friday the 13th on TV, if it's not a movie channel, it's still cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't know. It bothers me. Doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So, Brian, 
I know yes, Sad's sir. favorite third Friday the 13th movie before we, you know, break this movie down some. I know his favorite is part three minus seven, which is yours. All right. So everyone knows my favorite is the original. So I'm not going to talk. That's that's okay. my favorite. But if I had to go for Hockey Mask or whatnot, um, part four, part four, Ted White, oh, Corey Feldman. Okay. That is a good one. Yeah. I'd say part four is the uh, the most brutal. Yes. The goriest. And and he was he, Jason was scary in that one, man. He, uh, yeah. He seemed like I mean he had a purpose and I don't know just his run and I remember um, someone from the film was talking about you know they thought that was going to be the last Friday and so he wanted to change him up a little bit and really give him a kind of a character of his own and take him away from being kind of that slow walking guy and I think up until that point with like Jason being like real brutal and you know how the stuntman was Ted White he had all those years of experience as a as a stunt actor and uh you yeah. know he was John John Wayne stunt double friends with Clark Gable uh I mean the guy has an amazing life that's a whole other podcast right there but he was a seasoned veteran in the stunt acting um then you know I think out of everyone who's played Jason he was the most seasoned when it comes to stunt acting mm-hmm I don't know if you've watched the uh, Crystal Lake memories, but Ted White's interview is on there. It's great. He seems like a really... He's, he is awesome. I had the pleasure of meeting him nice. two years ago, and he is a sharp-dressed man. Like, every photo you yeah. see of him, he's wearing an awesome sports jacket. He <laughs> just, I'm just like, wow, he's somebody's grandfather or great-grandfather. Yeah. You know? Just a very humble man. Oh, that has to be so cool right there. Like, look... Um... You know, a lot of people, especially with guys, your dad, your hero, like, look, my dad played Jason. That's fucking awesome. Right. <laughs> but then again, for the kids, it might not even be a big deal to them. Like, okay, dad, we we seen your freaking movie, dad. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> as as a as me, my I mean, my father is my hero. He always will be. But as my, it's like, couldn't he just be like a, a distant relative? You know, can't how to be like a, a distant cousin that I can brag about. Yeah, he's in a Jason movie. Yeah. Where's the cons? It's. <laughs> Any of the Jasons, really. I don't even care which one. Is. Any of the actors in this franchise. Like, yeah. Well, he was the first one to get killed off. Well, what did your uncle yeah. do? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's incredible uh, how the horror community, you know, responds to people that were, like you said, in the movie for five minutes, get off right from the beginning. Yeah. And we're still dying to meet him when we go see him because they were in one of our favorite movies. Yeah, it's I love how that works. I love. I freaking love how that works. And it's like, as you were saying earlier, Brian, how the horror community, which I've had this conversation on this podcast so many times, I was so freaking friendly. <laughs> so freaking friendly. And I get it. I mean, everybody's into the same thing, but I just feel like, and I'm not going to, I'll say it's a lot, fr- I'm, I'm a sports fan. I'm a horror fan. It's a lot friendlier than the sports, <laughs> the sports community. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know it's a little different because, you know, your teams play each other. You talk all that shit and whatever. But still, it's still this genre like here. Jason's my favorite. I can talk to people about Freddy, Freddy fans. Freddy versus Jason will talk about who would win this, that, and the third. But there's no, like, real argument like a sport. I've seen people, Dan, they're getting into a fist fight over sports teams. Yep. <laughs> I've never seen that yeah. for horror. Go to an Eagles game. Those fans, like my wife's an Eagles fan, you know, that's her, that's her, you know, problem. Uh, but 
I, you know, I've never been to an Eagles game. I did an, actually a promotion event there for my company, and you could feel the bad juju coming off the fans, you know, as they're coming in. And, you know, I've been to many uh, Philadelphia Phillies baseball games, and those fans are just, they're very nice. It's like night and day. I was just like, wow. I was like, I can't wait till this promotion's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, It can get wild. But if we can get back to part six, yes, I'm just watching yes. um, the TV, and it's like after Tommy like goes to Borloff's general store and gets all his stuff, but he's looking at like the he has like the three books about how to kill the dead or whatnot. Wouldn't he have bought these before he went to the cemetery? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I feel. See, my thing is, if you if you really feel like you should dig up Jason, first of all, Jason's grave should have been instead of like two feet. It should have been about 40 feet in the ground. You know, covered in cement. Covered in cement, yeah. But they just, they're just like, you know what, just dig it two feet. They had that drunk guy to build the damn, they had that drunk guy dig up the damn grave. And he was like, don't worry, nobody's going to get into it, it's good. Where's my that, There was continuity there from part five, because they showed Corey Feldman at the beginning of part five, burying him in the world's shallowest grave. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so when he came back in part six, like maybe that's why they left it like that, because, yeah, he's just, there he is. Took him no time at all in the storm. I did kind of like the, uh, the the Frankenstein homage, you know, as, as to bringing him back to life with the lightning, you know. Like, immediately, right away, knew what he was going for there. Yeah, and that's coming from Tom McLaughlin's love of universal monsters. Yeah. And when his eye flashes open with the maggots all on his face, yeah, that's that just a awesome. great shot. Is yeah. that why the Teenage Frankenstein song was playing, too? Alice Cooper, that was playing in the RV when uh, he was rocking out. <laughs> Jason was killing his girlfriend in the back. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Taking a dump? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. He was just. It was heavy metal corrupting the young. His yep. girlfriend's getting killed in the back and he's rocking out. Well, hey, he, he, did, he didn't know. <laughs> Which Alice Cooper, yeah. That, that was awesome. I remember. When that, being a kid, when that video for uh, Man Behind the Mask was on MTV. That's a great video. Like, Holy shit, there's Alice Cooper and Jason. It was kind of like Dawkins and Freddy, you know. It was like two of my favorite things together. <laughs> it's great. I, I got it. I'm going to have to look that up now. I've never seen the video. Hey, there's a, there's oh, a, the only ones I've found on YouTube, it's a really poor quality, though. I haven't seen, like, a really good crystal clear. But... I don't know. I, I feel like the, that song just still kind of holds up today. And that, you know, I guess I actually uh, put it to a like a video I did on Instagram. And I'm like, oh man, this looks pretty cool. Um, but I, that's just a great 80s song. It is. He still plays it live, too. I've, I've seen, he's been touring heavily the last shit, five or six years. I've seen him a handful of times. And each time I've seen him, he's either played Man Behind the Mask or he's played. Teenage Frankenstein, one or the other. So it's it's cool that he's still incorporating those into a set because I mean he's a guy with a thousand songs. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. And that was popular at the time. I don't know how long, you know, since then how many people are still remember it or aware of it. But I get excited every time I hear one of them play. And I think just you know you were earlier we were talking about Jason hitting like mainstream. Um, there was two mainstream things that they shouldn't have done with him. One being when he was on Arsenio Hall show. 
if you remember that. <laughs> I do. Part eight, and then on the MTV Movie Awards, they gave him like a um, I don't know what it was, like a lifetime achievement in horror, and it was some some guy dressed up in a tuxedo. It was just so bad. Uh, oh God. Tuxedo. Jason's never gonna wear a damn tuxedo. And he didn't even have an under mask on. It was just a, a hockey mask over a guy's face. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. That's At, more Freddy speed right there. Yeah, yeah. For both of those. But I'll say with the Arsenio <laughs> Hall thing, I've seen the YouTube clips and all that. At the very least, at least he was dressed up. Yeah. You know, he wasn't just but yeah, that would be and, and that would speak. Very, yeah. It's <laughs> great. Funny. I told you about this, Dad, just because you said the didn't speak thing, Brian. So I met Kane Hodder once. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm waiting in line. My brother, he lives out in Colorado now, but at the time, he just had, him and his wife had just had a, a son, so they, he couldn't come out to the con. It was actually Monster Mania a few years back. Oh, okay. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And waiting in line, I'm talking to my brother. I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, oh, so what do you want? Uh, or I was like, so what do you want? Do you want a pitcher or do you want a machete? He was like, I want a machete. He's like, and so he, call, he calls me. He's like, yo, he's like, get me a machete. He's like, well, I can't think of what I want him to say. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, you tell me they write something to you. I was like, he doesn't, I was like, Jason doesn't have any lines. What do you mean? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he completely forgot. Like, he was excited. I think what it was was, like, he felt my excitement. I guess it just fed through him. So, you know, sometimes you're real excited to do something. Your brain just turns off. I've, yeah. I'm going to say maybe that's what the case was. Or he was high. I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I'm just like, come, I'm like, come on. Jason has his old line. He just has a side Kate to Henry from Kane Hodder, Friday the 13th. And then he puts, like, you know, all the ones he was in or whatever. That's and cool. That was hilarious. And Kane Hodder is great. You said you got to meet him before. He, um, I got to meet him at this, like I said, I got to meet him at Monster Mania a couple of years ago. And I got to see him choke Bam Margera. <laughs> he choked me. And, and he puts on a tight grip, too. He does. He puts on a good I, I was, grip. I was not expecting that. So when I met him at Monster Mania, um, you know, I, I always ask, you know, can I get a picture with you? I just want, I don't, you know, want to whip out my camera. And, you know, I want to be nice. And I was like, uh, so can I get a picture? Do you mind if I get a picture of you? He's like, sure. I said, can you choke me? And then my wife chimes in. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time and goes, uh, wow, he doesn't ask me, uh, even ask me to do that. You know, so he came, started dying. He was oh, laughing. Man. You got to tell him, like, look, this is different. <laughs> but when he put his hands on me and it, I mean, I could still breathe, but I was not yeah. expecting that grip. He's a big, he's a big, strong guy though. He, he is, really is, yes, and, and he still looks good for his age. He's, it is, such a nice person too. Though I know you, I'm sure you've both seen the documentary. Yes, back. great documentary. My wife cried. I, I got a little choked up. I didn't cry though, but you know, I got to be tough. Next time I watch well, we were talking time. about when we were talking about part seven last time. That you know, I had just watched that documentary about Kane Hodder, and it was crazy how everything he went through, and then Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, which is really what he became known for, it, he set himself on fire again yes, for the first time. Yeah, I mean, wow, I mean, crazy. Such a great guy. Yeah, to hear how he really got burned, I was like shocked, and you know, like. They got in a car and drove to the first house they saw, like, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, like in the desert or whatnot. Like, that's some that's scary stuff. The skin, yeah. yeah. And then all the things that happened with the with the hospital and the, in, you know, yeah. the insurance not taking care of him. And, wow. 
Yeah. It was definitely not what I expected when I watched that documentary. It's like, holy crap, this is emotional. His, yeah, <laughs> his his book was really good too. If you guys ever get a chance to read that, I, yeah, I haven't read it yet. I heard the audio book of it, but I need to buy that book and read it again. It was an excellent listen. Does he narrate the audio? Actually, he does himself. He does. He does, which was fucking great. It was. Oh my goodness. But I need, I need to buy that book, and I need to meet Kane Hodder again and have him sign that and sign a picture next time and uh, probably choke me again. <laughs> well, I heard he stopped doing that. Um, I don't know if he started again, but I heard a, like a year or so ago he choked someone and they passed out. <laughs> so I heard that too. Like the EMS. So I don't know if um, – he does that, and then I think it was last year or the year before. Yes, it was two years ago. Monster Mania. Someone brought in a machete. Now you're not supposed to bring in sharp machetes; supposed to be dull. Well, this guy told Kane that it was not sharp; it was dull. And Kane went over to the next table, a buddy of his, and like whacked him on the arm, and there was blood everywhere. Like I was reading people's comments and whatnot. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's such a cool story, but it, I mean, it sucks to happen yeah. to the guy. But that's such a cool freaking story. Kane Hodder and his damn. I may as well tell my other Kane Hodder story. This one's not as exciting as that one. It's funny. So I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I was in like the stall, you know, dropping a deuce. That's not the important part. The important part. The funny part is when Kane Hodder walks in the bathroom, and there's another guy in the bathroom using the urinal. Now I don't know if Kane really stood next to him in the urinal. I don't. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he didn't really look over. But he's by the urinal, and you. I. Everybody knows Kane Hodder's voice. You just hear him say, wow, nice cock. I lost my damn mind. I'm, I'm just cracking up. I'm like, holy shit. So then, you know, I get done in the bathroom, wash my hands, whatever. So I call my brother and tell him this. And I ask him this question. I'm going to ask you guys this question. If you're in the urinal and Kane Hodder <laughs> says that, do you tell anybody? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Kane Hodder approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about it like yeah my, my one friend was like yeah i'll just pull back and have him sign it <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like wow just imagine just imagine that happened to go to your wife like well look kane hodder said it's nice so you, hey. you yeah you gotta stop complaining now you ain't no i mean i'm not attracted to him but you're not kane hodder <laughs> he's jason <laughs> that's awesome oh man i could talk about kane hodder all night and this ain't even the right movie <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't i haven't got to meet him so I'm totally jealous. You will, man. When you do, I'm addicted to cons now. So hopefully, hopefully he'll show up at Texas Fright. Yeah, man. the one thing about cons, when I I started going, I would say five years ago, and you know you could bring, like you know you could get a photo and an autograph for twenty twenty five bucks. Mm -hmm. Now I look at the prices and. You can get an autograph for a minimum of 30 and then a photo for another 30 or do a combo for like 50. So I'm just, I'm just like, wow, I'm astonished. You know, like, you know, I know they have to, out of the, the, the cost of the autograph or whatnot, they have to give their manager or whatnot a cut of it. But I just feel like, wow. And some of these guys like haven't done anything in a very long time. Um, I think PJ souls is still one of the, yeah, only ones that doesn't charge for anything, you know, or you know, if you want to give her ten bucks or whatnot. 
But uh, I just, I was just like, wow, I could go to hundred, I can go to the con with a hundred dollars and come back with like four or five autographs and a photo. Now a hundred dollars covers you maybe one or two photos. Yeah, I went to my first con recently. Um, I live in Oklahoma, and um, we had never had an all horror convention here. And so we finally got our first one this summer in Oklahoma City. And there was only about five celebrity guests there and, you know, some vendors. It was pretty small, but it, it was still really cool. Um, Ari was there, um, but Ed Neal from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre played the Hitchhiker. Oh, yeah. He, he was there. And, man, he talked to us for about a half hour just about mm-hmm. random shit. And he was so cool because you could buy a picture from him if you wanted that picture he would charge you for the picture but otherwise he'd sign anything that you had he would let you take a selfie photo with him he, he said you know my agent's on me all the time about wanting to charge for these damn selfie pictures he you know talking about the walking dead stars charging 150 mm-hmm. for people to do selfie shots and he said well that's why fifty thousand viewers stopped watching that show and he said i'm <laughs> He said, I'm not going to charge money for the people that pay my bills to get a damn photo on their phone. I mean, he was just, he was a hilarious guy, but super cool like that, too. And so was Ari. I mean, they just, Ari, they just yeah, wanted Ari's to talk to awesome, I, I met him last year at uh, NJ HorrorCon. He was like one of my last Jasons I needed to meet. And just such a down to earth guy. And, uh, if there wasn't like a lot of people behind me, you could just continue talking and talking to him. Yeah. Um, but if I have to recommend, if you ever get a chance to buy his beef jerky, oh, it's so good. It's vegan, but it, it's very good, uh-huh. though. Yeah, he does uh, beef jerky and uh, hot sauce. Ooh. Hey. I know he does and hot yeah. sauce. I didn't know that. I and it's, uh, yeah, it's Jason, Jason themed, of course. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. just, I'm definitely going to have to get both of those. Cause... First, Jason. Yes. Yes. Yeah, actually, if we could talk more about Ari with what's coming up at Blairstown in a few weeks. I have uh, some things we can talk about that and get back oh, to Jason six. It's, it's it's all, this is a Jason appreciation podcast. So anything okay. is good. <laughs> I know we were going to talk about review Jason and I have like a whole page of notes here for oh, Jason we, part six. <laughs> we will. Okay. After this Ari story, you guys can get into your notes. We'll break it down, review and all that good stuff. Cause all right. So it's not just Ari. It's actually just Jason itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So, Blairstown, New Jersey, September 13th. Actually, September 12th through to September 14th, it's going to be a whole bunch of Jason stuff going on. It's going to start first with Jason Fest at Hunter's Lodge. It's in Delaware, about 15 minutes from Blairstown. And there is going to be a just an awesome night. There's two ticket prices. One is... 175 I believe the other is 125 and the only difference is with the lower price ticket you don't get the all-you-can-eat buffet and the two complimentary um, alcoholic beverages and it's I think three and a half hours versus seven so it's basically it's called Jason Fest and it's going to feature Ari Lehman and then you're going to have special guests CJ Graham and Jason Brooks and Tom McLaughlin Actually, no, I'm sorry. Just C.J. Graham and Jason Brooks, they're going to, you know, because they're promoting Vengeance, which is going to premiere the next night. And then via streaming service like Skype, you're going to have Victor Miller, the writer of Friday the 13th. So, yeah, so the whole thing, seven hours, all-you-can-eat buffet. Two alcoholic beverages are included, and if you want to get drunk after that, you've got to pay for it. Uh, and then there's going to be a lengthy meet-and-greet with Ari. There will be photo ops with Ari, and they also got a Grumman canoe, which was used in the original 
movie, and you can take photos with him in that. There's going to be a Q&A with Ari and Victor. There's going to be uh, Jason uh, Jason first. Jason's going to be jamming out, so you can watch uh, Ari Lehman jam out with his band. They're going to have a movie screening on Friday the 13th. It'll be by a campfire. They're doing prizes. And at midnight, they're going to do a Happy New Scare year. And when you buy a ticket to this or any of the other events, it'll give you the free admission into the museum, which opens on Friday the 13th. That's awesome. So Jeanette, who is a curator of the Blairstown Museum, in the museum itself, there's a little section for the Friday the 13th, just a little exhibit. They got a lot of fans that come to Blairstown every year and she wants she's all about the preservation of history and she wants to continue the history of Friday the 13th being filmed in Blairstown not like I said before not everyone likes the fact that it was filmed in Blairstown so when I met with her back in May she told me she's opening up a Friday the 13th museum so it's opening up right across from the Blairstown museum and it's going to be uh, artifacts from the original movie, plus probably some other movies. Uh, Ari Lehman's behind it. He's actually donating some things to her. Uh, so that's going to open on Friday the 13th, and Ari Lehman's going to be there from 12 to 6, I believe. So if you want to get a autograph with him, it's $40. And then um, that night, they're doing the, the Vengeance fan film premiere with C.J. Graham and Jason Brooks, Tom McLaughlin, and... His name is uh, Brandon Wilson, who played Bugsy in the video game. Do you guys play the video game? I love the video game. It's I do have the video game, yes. Yes. So he's going to be there. That cost is $135, and that gives you autographs for all, all the gentlemen. I believe there might be a Q&A se- um, session. And then, again, all the money that you, you pay for this stuff, it goes towards the, the museum because it's a nonprofit. And um, actually, the money that's being made with the fan film, they're donating that to the burn unit where Kane Hodder um, was at, I believe. That's amazing. And then, um, yeah, it's really cool they're doing that, because I think it was that, and they were doing, like, maybe St. Jude's as well. And then on Saturday the 14th, they announced a few weeks ago that they're doing trolley tours to all the filming locations and that's uh, $45 and that's selling out really quick. And they still have a few more things to talk about. Like there's another surprise, which I'm not even privy to yet. So I don't know what's going on with that. So I would love to hear that Q and a session with Victor Miller. Yeah. He's, he's like, he seems like a really cool guy and you know, it just stinks right now because of the, the the ongoing lawsuit. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I get, I totally get where he's coming from. Right, you know, like he is owed money. I mean, he only got paid like seven thousand dollars for the writing the script. So, and then just one more thing for that weekend, I'm going to be appearing in costume on Friday the thirteenth from ten to four, and I'm selling prints that I did for one of my photo shoots. I had two types of prints, and I'm selling them for thirteen dollars. And for every print I sell, I'm going to donate $3 to the Blairstown Museum. So I'm hoping I have a good sales day. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's Man, I don't get, we don't get anything cool down here in Oklahoma. Hardly <laughs> <laughs> ever. I mean, we just had our first tour convention, for God's sakes, man. It's 2019. 
but well, they have people from all over the world that goes to the Crystal Lake tour. Um, they had one guy who they had two tickets left because someone couldn't go to the last minute, so they put it online. Hey, we got two tickets. This guy from Australia bought the tickets and took wow. a flight the next day to get there. Damn. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Have you guys? I haven't got the opportunity yet, but I want to collect these wine bottles. Have you guys got the opportunity to get those wine bottles, the Crystal Lake wine bottles? From um, Adrian King? Yeah. No, not yet. She actually used to sell them at the convention, but then they're like, you don't have a liquor license in New Jersey, so you can she'll you know ship them to you. It's twenty five dollars per bottle, and if you buy five, you get free shipping. But I hear it's really good. I don't but, care how it tastes. I just want them for the collection. Well, that's the bottle. thing, though. I would have to buy a double of each, one for a collection and one to drink. See, my, and my <laughs> thing is here. I'm not a, like I love. I'll drink whatever. I'm not a big wine drinker. My wife loves wine, so I feel like if I buy double of each, either way, it's going to get opened and drank. I'll still save the bottles, but it's just it's and it's that's one of those things where like I can be like, hey, you know what? I got you something. She's a big Freddy fan. I'm a Jason fan, but you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday. I got you all these wine bottles. Oh, thank you. But listen, you can have what's inside them, but when that's empty, the bottles are mine. That's mine. <laughs> that's yeah. Mine. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a gift for both of us. Yeah. That's love, though. Is this the only Friday the 13th movie with kids that I can? Uh, other than the original and like the Freddy versus Jason had like the flashbacks where the kids were in, you know, like laughing at him when he was drowning. But yeah. Yeah. And this, yeah, this other is than the, the only, prologues and flashbacks. Yeah, and this is the only Friday the 13th without nudity. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, you're right. Mm-hmm. And there was even a sex scene, uh, no topless. Oh. Part, I mean, part three, I guess, had side, side boob, <laughs> but part three didn't have. Yeah, you saw through the glass, here. like the shower glass. Or the, I, uh, I heard in, in this one that uh, Darcy DeMoss, who, who played Nikki, they... They realized after they had already signed contracts and got every everyone on board and filming that they didn't have any nudity written into it, and so they wanted her during the scene to have her shirt off, and she was like, "Contracts were already signed, so I didn't." have And to it's do funny because it. she went on to do Playboy too. So right, <laughs> that's just that's a big miss right there. Part six, thanks. <laughs> what were you guys thinking? Yeah, you know, like we said before, we watch horror for. Blood, guts, gore, and boobs. Mm-hmm. Besides all the other craziness that happens, but that's like the main three. Your insanity. All right, before we dive back into this, I know we're going to keep saying this. As kids <laughs> growing up watching horror movies, if you watch it with somebody older, whether it be a parent, a relative, older, well, yeah, either, you know, a parent or cousin or whatever, did they make you cover your eyes for the sex scenes or watch you watch all the blood and guts and murder? <laughs> yep. My mom yeah. covered my eyes when there was boobs, but anything else was, you know, I could watch anything. What's the, what's the, uh, <laughs> why? I don't, you would think it'd be the other way around. Like, hey, this part <laughs> might scare you. Close your eyes. It's like, hey, there's a boob on TV. Cover your, cover your eyes, there's boobs out. Okay, the machete's out. This guy's getting ready to cut his head off. Make sure you don't miss things. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm the same way with my kids. Like, if there, if there's a movie that has um, nudity or, or, you know, a lot of, uh, sexual content then i won't let them watch it but if it's just kind of some blood and gore like yeah what the hell i mean I, i've never subscribed to the whole that's going to turn you into a serial killer when you get older how, how old are your kids if you don't mind me asking uh, my oldest is uh 14 
And I actually have my youngest is uh, five months, but from that <laughs> nine. So. Do you still make your fourteen year olds cover their eyes? Um. Well, kind of the same thing. I don't. Ha- I don't let her watch stuff that has uh, sexual content or, okay. or nudity in it. But I don't make her cover her eyes. Like she, she can watch most R-rated films these days, and she likes scary movies too. No, yeah, she likes more of the modern, like you know, yeah. Happy Death Day and okay. uh, Insidious, and you know, yeah, which yeah. are fun. But now, my next question for you is: Would it be different? I don't. I don't know if you have girls or sons and daughters or both. 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 Okay. When your son is forty, yes. would you let him? He would let him watch those scenes, or would you cover his eyes too? I don't. Not once. He's, not once he's older. I would say maybe sixteen. I thought you were saying. Let's say maybe twelve. Yeah. Now my my youngest boy is nine, and he is obsessed with horror, and he hasn't even seen. All that much, but he can tell you he hasn't seen a Friday the Thirteenth. But he can tell you a lot about Jason. He can tell you a lot about Freddy because he looks at the covers, mm-hmm. you know, my movie collection. He's watched trailers and he's he's just asked me questions before, like what's mm-hmm. this about and who's it, you know. And then as I've I've met certain people from films or 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 covered them on podcasts and things like that, he wants to know what the movie is and awesome. who the character was. So, and he just retains it all. So I'm waiting for him to just be a little bit older, older open the floodgates, but he watches a lot of them with me now. I mean, That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Like, it's so funny how that works. You say, like, Hey, cover your eyes. Maybe I get it to an extent, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My one brother, he lets his, my nephew watch like, uh, he doesn't let him watch anything crazy horror-wise, but I let him watch, like, Walking Dead and all that and play some of the games, play some video games. Like, I'll play Jason with him online and all that. With the yeah. Headset. But he'll have the head- if he's on the headset, it'll be, like, with me, and that's it, like, in a party, you know, a private party chat. And he'll they'll also play, like, zombies. Like, the, my brother pretend he's a zombie, and my nephew will have a Nerf gun. But he was like, sometimes, <laughs> he, he was like, sometimes it gets too crazy. Like, he'll shoot him with the Nerf gun. They go over there trying to stomp him on his head <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell him, like, look, this is pretend. But he lets yeah, me know it's all crazy. pretend, so he's not scared of it. Like, this is all fake. It's pretend. And yeah. So back to part six. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Brian, you yes, have to get to your notes for part six now, man. I do. I have a, a page worth of notes here. So, um, so does anyone like really follow like the timeline of the films? Like, if you know, do you know like? Part one set in 1980. Part two is like five years later. Or actually, do you guys follow that, or you're just like? I'm honestly, I would like to know the timeline because I'm not uh, as big of a fan as I am. I'm not 100 percent sure what the timeline is and like how it goes with you know with the whole. Okay, so well, for this one, Jason Lives is actually set in 1990. So um, part five was. Basically, it's a year after part five, which is 89. So, you know, it's following the Tommy Jarvis storyline. And um, because, uh, what is his name? I can't think of his name who played Tommy in part, John Shepard in part five. He became a born-again Christian. So that's why he turned down to reprise his role for part six. Oh. Yeah. So, um, because they actually had a different storyline because... Melanie Kinnaman was going to reprise her role, and I think Reggie Direkless, Shavar Ross, was coming back, too. Oh, um, but so that's why they went with Tom Shepard. I'm, I'm sorry, um, 
Oh, Tom Matthews. I'm sorry. So yeah, I always, I like the timeline. I actually have it written down somewhere else, but um, yeah, it goes as far as up to like 1999, and then um, of course, you know, when you get into Jason X, that's just a whole other story. But um, we actually have some um, first films like Tony Goldwyn, who was uh, killed by Jason uh, when he had a little pea shooter gun. Mm-hmm. This was Tony Goldwyn. You know, he's big from uh, Ghost. Not sure if you saw Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Yep, yep. Years yeah, yes. ago with the whole clay. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So um, that, you know, that's what he's best known for. He's done a lot of other stuff, but this is his first movie. And like what I said on, um, is, is Pat still here? What happened? I don't I don't know. It's We lost him. I'm calling him back right now, though. Uh, okay. So I'll wait till you get him back. He should be back soon, hopefully. I just seen, like, I don't know if his internet messed up or something, if his connection messed up, but it said he left. I guess they don't have good Wi-Fi in Oklahoma either. Mm. <laughs> they got the Sooners, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so bef- before we end, I'll just, um, if I can just plug uh, my friend's fan film and then um, my feature spotlight or guest appearance, whatever you want to call it, uh, December 13th at the museum. For the Christmas celebration? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. He's back. He's back. So there you go. Uh, welcome back, Dad. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Uh, yes. There we Can go. you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Just All wrote right. and disappeared. <laughs> so I was talking, and I'm like, where's that go? You know? So it's like... Like when you lose someone's uh, cell phone connection, you keep on talking for like five minutes and you realize yes. you're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sir, I can actually email you or message you the timeline of all the movies. That okay, way, you know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, I'll message both of you guys. Um, so earlier on Thursday, when I was reviewing the or uh, taking notes for the film, David Kagan, who plays Sheriff Garris, he's originally from Jersey. He was born in Summers Point, New Jersey, and that's actually the same hospital in Summers Point that I was born at. I'm like, oh, I got a little, you know, six degrees of separation going on. Um, And he was actually the acting coach for Megan Cook, who played, or Jennifer Cook, who played Megan in part six. Right. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I think another character that the series is known for is Crazy Ralph. Yes. You know, the prophet of doom. So I think... Martin, the, the cemetery caretaker, was kind of like a, maybe an homage to yes. Crazy Ralph in a way. Um, okay, the one scene that everyone, like when they went to the theaters, they kind of like, not made fun of it, but it was like a, you know, like a running joke, uh, the credit card scene when she's like offering Jason money. And then yes. you see the American Express, never leave him without. It was a big uh, marketing tool in the 80s. Mm. And then we yeah, have, Tom McLaughlin said that he he planned it that way because he knew somebody would shout it out in the theater. Yeah, and, yeah. That's awesome. So I think uh, when I do a future photo shoot, I'm going to incorporate that, you know, uh, have the credit card laying by the body. Um, and then some other trivia from the film, you have Nancy McLaughlin who played Elizabeth. She was uh, the girlfriend of Tony Goldwyn who offered Jason money to leave her alone. Right. Um, of course, we have Ron Palillo, who played uh, Alan Horshack from Welcome Back, Katea. Um, anyone a V fan? V the miniseries? V the TV show? Early 80s? Robert England. He was in that as the yep. alien. You've never seen V, sir? I have not. 
Ah, uh, this is that was it's good. It's been so long, but yeah, it was a big deal. I remember I was probably four or five when that came out, and I remember they were playing it on Halloween, and when they ripped the uh, the alien's face off for the first time, and you saw the lizard like that for a TV show scared the crap out of me. Right. But uh, Jennifer Cook, who plays Megan, she was actually in the the V the TV series after the miniseries that only lasted for a season. And then you got Tom Matthews from Return of the Living Dead, but yes. I think he's going to forever be known as Tommy Jarvis. Yes, he will. And of course, C.J. Graham, you know, his that's his one big iconic role. I mean, he's done other things other than that. Um, all right, uh, another, I guess you could say six degrees. You have the the deputy. Uh, I forget his name. Deputy. Um, I can't think of his deputy name. Rick. Yeah, Rick, there you go, with his, um, well, he's known for one shot, you bang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he is actually, like, second cousins with two girls I went to school with. So, that's like, a, I, guess I'm, I, I, guess I forget how that conversation came up when we were in school, but um, I think we were talking about Shocker. Do you remember that movie, Shocker? Yes. We yes. played a cop in that one, too, and that's oh, when they, so they said that my cousin was in that. I'm like, what, who? And... You know, he's in Friday the 13th, so Vincent, I can never pronounce his last name, though. It's, uh, it's Italian name. It's Italian, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, Vincent Guastafaro. So, um, he's actually married to the girl who got killed on the scooter. Remember, they got the little in part Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and then, of course... You know, there's novelizations of Friday the 13th films. Unfortunately, if you try to find them, they're going for a couple hundred dollars on eBay. So what Part 6 had, they have a novelization. And what the book had that was in the original script was Elias Voorhees. Right. So um, he was in the end scene. And he was paying Martin, the caretaker, to keep the graves. But in the novel, Pamela Voorhees is tombstone is right next to his so i was having a conversation with my friend dave about this because it's also um it's also another uh it plays a role in another thing coming out soon but if the town is forgetting they they changed their name from crystal lake to forest green Mm -hmm. why would you put pamela next to jason right you know, I never thought of that until he asked me that question. It makes it makes sense, you know. Um, and then it has just the movie itself has a lot of, um, I guess, kickbacks to other horror movies. You, they, you have the town of Carpenter, um, yeah. Cunningham Road. Uh, the the general store is Karloff's general store. So um, and then I think I don't know if this is campy or. The opening with the James Bond style. What yes. do you guys think of that? Um, I think I honestly think they did it just to kind of pick on the James Bond movies a little bit, make it a little fun, have a little fun with it. I think they were kind of setting up a little bit of a a satire because yeah. th- this movie does kind of poke fun a little bit at the the rest of the series and doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think. He was trying to. When I was a kid and I saw that, I didn't know what it was. And yeah. like my mother or my aunt or someone was like, "Oh, that's James Bond." <laughs> and um, but I think it was kind of 
letting us know that we're in for something a little different than maybe the rest of the series. What we yeah, I think this is the first Friday film where there was a little bit of comedy in there. Like we talked earlier mm-hmm. about like uh, when the paintballer, he ripped his arm off and his face went into the tree and he had a bloody happy face. So um, I was just like, if you're going to do the James Bond style opening, do like the James Bond intro music and have like the backdrops of, Jason going after the victims or something, but that's because I'm a James Bond fan, so I just wanted to see that. Um, but this is our first Friday the 13th where it's zombie Jason. Yes. Yeah, and what do you guys like? Do you like zombie? Well, you probably like zombie Jason as opposed to, like, humanoid Jason. Um, I mean, I love them all, but yeah, I have to say so myself. My favorite, I'll just, favorite movie, favorite Jason, favorite look of Jason is part seven. I have to tell you that one too. Um, actually, my my costume that I have that I haven't really debuted too much is a Part Seven costume, and I got that made by a fellow named James Ingram. I found him on Etsy, and then we're friends on Facebook. Uh, his the name of his shop is J Three Jason Costumes. Uh, so he did my everything the hood the clothing the compression suit with the zombie bones and whatnot uh and then my hockey mask his buddy uh james Rand made for me so i'm going to debut that next month because i'm actually shooting a commercial for my friends who own a toy store and so they wrote a little scene in for me so the end of september is when i'm really going to debut that one all i'm going to ask is when you get these pictures up, you have to post them in the Horror of Surf 30 group, please. Oh, definitely. I was actually talking to Emily, who uh, is was in my photo shoot. She was my victim. We were actually talking about ideas because she, she does, she's a self-taught makeup artist. Ooh. And we're thinking about um, ideas for kill scenes and nothing like too dramatic as, you know, yeah. we want to keep it budget friendly. So she's going to come up with some ideas. Um and we're hoping to do a photo shoot in uh, the beginning of October, but yeah, definitely I'll share them to your uh, That's awesome. That's very awesome. And let her know if she has a horror page, one, join the Facebook horror page and feel free to say, share anything horror related in there. Yeah, she doesn't have a heart. She has a Facebook page. It's called Emily's Makeup Madness. Uh, she does... She does more pop culture, like comic book related type things. Okay. So this was actually her first... Uh, venture into like the horror related which for being 18 you know she started doing it when she was 13 she's very talented and like that's a, a that's a talent I wish I had you and me both between that <laughs> drawing yes sc- matter of fact I gotta show you something Brian I think I showed Thad this a couple weeks ago my brother <clears throat> he used to work for Disney for a little while um he does sculptures and all this stuff so this thing I'm about to show you right now, he made this sculpture. I've never met him in person. Actually, the very first time I talked to him as far as, like, hearing his voice was on the podcast. Got him to come on the podcast one, which he'll be on again. And, uh, anyways, he made this sculpture one. I don't know when he made it. but uh, he So he hit me up on Facebook. And he's like, hey, Aaron. He's like, what's your address? He's like, I want to send you something. I was like, all right. So he sent me this. And, again, like, this is, like, my note, my logo my uh mascot everything horror search 30 related that little green guy you see in the horror search 30 thing this right here oh wow 
That is awesome. Now, is that all handmade, or did you use like a printer, like to design it, like through a software? No, this is all handmade. Wow, that's awesome. And he just, I was, I was, I, I was speechless. Like when I, <laughs> I was speechless. Put it that way. And so, and I talked to him again. I was like, "Hey, look!" I was like, "I love it." This, that, and the third. I thanked him for it, of course. And then he knew I had to do. He knew I was starting up the podcast or doing the podcast. He knew about the page and all that. And I was like, "Is it cool if I make this like my mascot logo?" This, that. He's like, "Listen, it's yours. Do what you want with it." But I was like, "I, just, I was like, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure right. it's clear." He's like, "It's yours. Yeah. Do what you want of it. It's a one of one." I was like, "That's so freaking." I had. I was just like, I had. That's yeah. I had to. It's just different. It's cool. It's freaky looking. It's creepy looking. My one brother always points right. out the the nipples on it every single time he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just shout out to my brother John, which I gotta get his. I gotta send you guys his page because he actually has a a com like what the hell do you call those comic books? Some sort of comic book thing. I forgot what you call them. It's at the tip of my tongue, but it's. Graphic novels. Thank you. Graphic novels. He has two of them out, and he's actually getting ready to do a movie for it, which I think yeah, is just amazing. Yeah, wow. Definitely um, send me that because other than horror, I do collect comics. I definitely, definitely will. Nice. So yeah, that's and that's like another thing. Uh, with like to keep the topic of Jason, there's like you know the Friday the Thirteenth comic books. Mm-hmm. You know they they were out for maybe like ten years, but those. You can find them on eBay, but again, those are pricey too. I was able to get a copy of Pamela's Tale, which is a uh, two-parter, which kind of tells the backstory of Pamela Voorhees, and it starts when she picks up Annie in the in the first movie. Okay. So before she kills Annie, when they're still driving in the jeep, she's telling her her story. So in the story, like Elias, you know, is a drunk and he beats her and she ends up killing him. So the fact that like Elias was written in part six, obviously this was before the comics. Um, but when she's pregnant, Jason's like talking to her, you know, and like, you know, in her mind. So that kind of plays into how she was, you know, Jason was talking to her in the original. That's awesome. Wow. Man, that's really cool. I'd love to find those. Right with I'll, that. Actually, I'll send you guys a link of how you can read them online. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please do. Because I read, I'm getting to love reading a lot more. Like, I used to love reading as a kid. I'm enjoying that more now. Like, when I go to work, I'll drop my truck off at my father's. And because where I work at, downtown Albany up here, you got to pay to park and it's fucking expensive. So, like, I'll just take a mm-hmm. bus down there. So, I'll just read it. I'm this past. I think two weeks I've been started scrolling through my phone. I have actually Kevin Hart's autobiography. I've been reading that. I'm almost done with that. So like, I got to figure out another damn book to read on the bus. I feel like you want like to read a, read a good bus. book that's a quick read and it's still in the line of Friday the 13th, Corey Feldman's autobiography. Oh, man. Choreography. I, 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 I bet that's crazy, man. I yeah, know. I actually found it at like a used bookstore for like two bucks. So I was like, I have to get it for two bucks. Two bu- yeah. Yep. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting read. I, I can only imagine with that guy. I can <laughs> but you know, I, I have to say, as much as I like Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis, if they were ever to revisit the character in a feature-length film, I always wanted Corey Feldman to come back. He wants to come back, too. Oh, yeah, he wants to know. He's just looking for work in general. He just wants to do anything, yeah. <laughs> now, okay, would you want Corey Feldman to come back as like how he is now, or would this be like... 
you know, 15, 20 years ago when they were making, you know, when they were making, when these movies were really pumping out, would you want them to come back then? <sighs> Probably then, because I don't know. I guess, you know, he was such a great actor when he was young. Yeah. And then, you know, unfortunately, he had that Hollywood life and, you know, was taken advantage of. And he, I would say after License to Drive or Dream a Little Dream, yes. he just he just went downhill in his acting. But, yeah, if, he, if they made one with him, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, it would be good for the time. But, you know, 30 years later, he just, he doesn't have the physique to be... Uh, opponent of Jason. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> doesn't. He definitely doesn't. <laughs> Corey freaking Feldman. And Ted Ted White said that's the only uh, the only cast member that he did not like. Yep, he called <laughs> him a little bastard. bastard I think he said he was a little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, that's not even surprise. That's probably not surprising to anybody. Like, I'm I'm not shocked. Yeah, it's a Hollywood movie, but I mean, it, yeah, like, his age. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to ask Corey. Good stories. I was hoping he would elaborate a little bit more, but but you know, what, as much as I mean, I do have like you know, he is on my list of Friday the Thirteenth alum that I would love to get an autograph for. You know, he just started doing conventions again, but I hear like he's not very personable though. You know, you would think for someone of you know he always says how he loves his fans but then you hear stories how he's not very personable and you know this i was reading one uh post on facebook or something and they, he like he ruined the guy's poster because he didn't sign it right and uh you know he his his, his uh, autograph wasn't very legible well and he went through a phase um a few years back i don't know if he's still doing it where he was a musician and he had a band Oh, and they were true. Yeah, and <laughs> they were going to be playing um, a venue in my hometown that I play at often, and um, we were the, they were looking to put us on as an opening act, and the whole thing ended up falling through because Corey was apparently extremely difficult to work with. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, just, I don't, um, I'm not surprised by that. He's so seen, much so that they said, you know what, forget this, we're not doing business, so. Yeah, before his angels like took off, he was playing at like a minor league ballpark, like in the walkway, and it was a guitarist, a pianist on a keyboard, and him. And one, the baseball game didn't look like there was many um, fans there, and it just seemed like he was so out of place, just doing his thing, dancing, and just I just you had to feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I know. I feel like lately, like you know, because right now, eighties nostalgia is a huge thing. I mean, it's everywhere. Everybody wants to know what's going on with those stars, and and Corey's been on some, you know, some daytime shows and interviews mm -hmm. like, and he seems to always ruin it by <laughs> being really strange, you know. Yes. And, and then the whole stabbing thing and the people saying that they they think that was staged you know for attention yeah, it's, yeah it seems a little fishy and my my whole thing is you know that there's pedophiles in hollywood but you want people to donate to you to make this film to expose it right i don't agree with that at all me right. either i feel like if you know that just expose them hey this person does this this person did why why do you need to be paid to expose people who are Doing things they need to be doing. exposed. Yeah. yeah. Well, supposedly, if I remember correctly, um, 
the actor who played Joey in part five was one of the guys that either raped Feldman or raped Tame. He was like one of the guys. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He actually just passed away maybe a year ago. The guy who played Joey. I did not know that. that mm-hmm. Yeah, that he was one of them. Yep. I did not know that either. Wow. Well, that sucks. So actually, I'm watching part five right now. <laughs> I just, I just think, yeah, another my good screen's one. going dark, but... Another good one, part five. You know, it was like, a, to me, it's like a standalone film. Yeah, yep. yeah, I agree with that. But, I mean, if you do add it with the franchise, I did a countdown a while ago. That was like in the middle of my list, part five. I didn't, because overall the story wasn't bad. It was a fun movie. It was funny. And, yeah, it was. It felt like a Friday the 13th to it me, did. really. Up uh, yeah. to the point that you found out it wasn't really jason it still felt like yep. a friday film. i think at the time when it came out the f- the fans were pissed off that it wasn't jason just like in halloween 3 when it wasn't a michael myers film but over over the years it has a new like love right and um part four was supposed to be the end but then it gave you that when they did that close-up of Corey feldman with his eyes popping out and then it, it, it that's the end like, they were saying they wanted to do, like, the spirit of Jason inhabited the Tommy Jarvis character. So that's why the movie kind of alluded, like, well, we don't know who this killer is, but where's Tommy been all this time, you know? Um, but then, again, this, to me, has some questionable things, like, all right, so Roy, um, who oh, is yeah. the ambulance driver, obviously he knew that Joey was his son, so... To exact his revenge, he wanted to kill the people for whatever reason, but how long did it take him to come up with the Jason character? Because he had all these clip-outs of the newspaper reading, but it seems like the first kill happened like that night or the next day. Yeah, yep. Just, yeah, that was just... Yeah, they were... From what I've seen behind the scenes on that, it was kind of a difficult set, and it was... There wasn't a lot of direction, and it was kind of... I don't know, a lot of people arguing back and forth, you know, some of the cast said that the director was mean. Oh, some yeah. Of the cast, like yeah. Deborah Voorhees said, I didn't have any of those issues with him that I've heard from other people. But they've also said some of the actors were difficult, like Melanie Kinnaman wanted star treatment mm-hmm. for this film, well, and there <laughs> was not a budget for it. Yeah, well, the director of the film, again, like, he was a porn director. You know, that was his forte. So, again, like, you know, that's why this has, like, the most nudity in, in the, the franchise. But, I, I mean, like I said, it was good for what it was. Um, but it kind of left you at the end, like, oh, it's Tommy the new Jason because, you know, he had the mask and the knife. One, why is the mask in the hospital with him? You know? <laughs> and so, it, you know, I just, it, I think there's one character that, is my favorite in this movie, and it's Reggie the Reckless. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not only is and, he, oh, go ahead. Alex. And his iconic scream too. Yes. He should be a scream queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to meet that guy so freaking bad and get his autograph. Yes. He's actually, I'll say, not including Jason. He's my favorite character in the whole franchise. Really? Hands down. Yeah. I just. I, okay, I don't know if you guys listened to much of my ep- my episodes yet, but I always make race jokes. And his black instincts <laughs> kicked in when he ran and screamed when he seen Jason. He didn't go investigate. He didn't even think about it. He seen him, he screamed, and he ran. 
<laughs> and, and he took off. And he survived. <laughs> and he survived. And I'm just like that. As a grown man, if I see a big ass dude with a Jason mask going around slicing people, I'm probably gonna scream like that and take off too. I'll be able to run as long as he did, but I'm gonna run. And you know, I saw um, an interview with him, and he was he was talking about they originally wanted to bring him back in part six and kill his character off. And he said, hell no. He's like, I'm one of the few uh, black people that lived yeah. through a horror movie. You're not bringing me back and killing me. Exactly. <laughs> so, they brother were, so I always envisioned uh, in the Jason Goes to Hell, Creighton Duke was Reggie the Reckless to me. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. Because you never you never had a backstory in Creighton Duke of how he knew Jason, so I just created that own backstory for myself. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then the other standout character is uh, Demon. Yes. His brother. <laughs> yeah, Damn he enchiladas. taught us not to have enchiladas. He's, hey, Damn right. enchiladas. Yeah. <laughs> Ethel, I thought, was funny, too. Oh, she yeah. And, and she, she, you know, she, she does cons. Like, not, I don't see her on the East Coast, but she still looks good you know, for her age. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they aged her up a little bit, but uh, she still looks good. And the guy who plays her son, Junior, uh, you know, he does cons as well. And, uh, you know, he has, like, the prop head that you can take a picture with. But so those two characters were, were just great. I mean, they were, like, the comic relief, you know, yeah. her damn oh, yeah. slop. Oh, yeah. Well, and back to part six, they say that because of the disappointment with part five, they believe that's the reason why part six ended up having the lowest box office. Yeah, it was the lowest. Um, I actually had the figures right here in my notes. But uh, on the other side of that, they said that they think that's why part seven had such high returns was because part, part six was so, so good. good. Yep. So, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I know it was made for $3 million. That's on my notes. Yeah. Here. Um, actually, yeah, it was made for $3 million, but it made just under $20 million, so it was the uh, first of the franchise to be the lowest grossing. Which is uh, still a lot. I mean, it wasn't a failure. Right. Yeah, Especially for that time, days. it was good. Especially yeah. those days, $3 million, $20 million, made $20, $17 million profit? That can't be bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was just compared to the other ones, it was kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could say that, but it happens. So, with... Part seven being your favorite, is it just because of the look of Jason? Okay. <laughs> Here's, you want the honest truth? Part, yes. Part seven was when I did when I originally did my countdown. Part seven, if I can remember correctly, was like my second favorite at the time. Okay. But my like with with my list, the top three, I don't remember what they were at the time. They could always switch. I feel depending on how I'm feeling. Maybe even the whole list can switch up. I mean, like, the top three as far as, like, one, two, three. And uh, what made Part 7 my favorite, honestly, was being at that con and getting to meet them. Okay. And being on that panel with them. That just brought – I was like, you know what? I got to be on a panel with these guys. I've met Kane Hodder before. If Kane, I'll tell you right now. If Kane Hodder would have been on that panel, mm. I would have probably passed out or something. I don't even know. I might have even peed myself. I might have just screamed and ran like Reckless Reggie. <laughs> 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 Dude, you should always you. cosplay as him and get just a red sweatsuit outfit. You know what? <laughs> that's that an excellent, awesome, I- that's that an excellent idea. <laughs> that is a really... Uh, I can find a cheap, dark red sweatsuit outfit. Go to Walmart, probably. Yes. Shoes are popular now, too, so... Red sweatsuit outfit. That's And I'm going to a con in October, I think. I'm going to have to try to do that now <laughs> yeah. for at least one of those days. 
And then you're going to have to, like, at Shavar Ross on Instagram. Yes. I have to do that now. Thank you for that idea. Oh, you're very welcome. He is my favorite character. Now I have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What an amazing idea. Damn. Now I gotta let my wife sit. my wife and I need a red sweat too. Why? <laughs> I'll, I'll explain. You'll so, see. with part seven, what did you think of introducing the telekinesis? I liked it. I yeah. really did. And I believe I know they got it from Carrie. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Was she supposed to be in it? Oh, what the hell did she say about a Carrie movie? I don't know if she was shot to be in a Carrie movie or something. I can't remember exactly. But they you. Anyway, I think it worked good for Friday the 13th because, again, it's one of those movies where anything can happen. And I just, I liked it. I liked how in the beginning, how, you know, when she's the little girl and her dad's yelling at her when she's in the canoe and she makes the thing fall. Yeah. And then how it ends, her father comes up and pulls Jason in the water and saves her. I just, it was crazy. It didn't make sense, but horror doesn't have to make sense. I mean, after all, I got, a kid drowns when he's, let's say, 10 years old. Now he's a. 35-year-old man killing people. <laughs> a grown-ass man killing people. The, I wish they kept with the original ending and went with the, like, the zombie-looking father as opposed to like just you know no makeup, just a couple of like, mud. Yeah, that would have been, been better. Exactly. Yeah. That would have yeah. been good. I, can, I guess I can see why they did it, maybe to a small extent, just because that's how she remembers her father looking. Right, yeah, but yeah. To add on to it, I mean, it might be saying a little much, but because it would be a lot to, it would be a shit ton of work, but it would be cool if they had, like, say, you see the vision of her father out of her eyes, and she sees her father how she remembers it, and then you see the camera view vision, or maybe, maybe even if they just did his hands when he's pulling Jason by the chain around his neck, his hands are, like, zombified, Mm because you're seeing Jason's vision, Jason's vision, kind of, of somebody pulling him in the water, of how he really looks, but her vision of her dad Seeing just the side of his, his face, kind of how she remembers it. I don't know. Maybe that, that's a good. I like that take on it. It's good. Uh, Seven is my favorite look of him, especially the under mask. You oh. know, like Kane really did great with that mask. You know, the expressions like when his hockey mask broke off. Um, the 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 scene that stands out is like when like it splits in half because she's like giving him the like the evil eye, like Eddie mm-hmm. Griffin and the new guy. You know, and it just splits off. And, um, you know, the, the light bulb comes around and chokes him and brings him up. Like, that, that, that to me was a really cool scene right there. Like, just the whole, that, the, uh, the house scene when she's, you know, messing him up and then starts him on fire. But the, I don't know who the person was that was in charge of the wardrobe, but that was just, hard, like, your typical 80s wardrobe. Yeah. If you look at part six, it was pretty standard, tame. Part eight standard team, but in this one, like I don't know what what they were going for. Yeah, yeah, the wardrobes were crazy in this. Yeah, one. this was the first. That was the first one I saw on the big screen. Oh, nice. Out. Okay. So it wasn't my first Jason, but it was the first theatrical release that I saw. So and that, I of course, too. the iconic kill out, out of that one to me is the sleeping bag the scene. Sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel yep. like that's like everybody's iconic kill. I actually got to do that kill in the game like one time only, and oh, I nice. yeah, I haven't been able to do it since. It's like when it first came out, um, and I had the digital copy like that. I think within the first week it came out, I did that because someone was hiding in the tent, and I yet to people don't hide in the tents anymore. So I just got <laughs> I did it by like pure luck. 
I, oh, that's so awesome. I, I think I did that kill, and I only did it because, like, sometimes me and my brother will play, and maybe a couple of friends, and we'll just take turns being Jason and just seeing what different kills we can do. Like, well, hey, mm-hmm. get me. Well, like, I'm the type of person when I never, well, I don't take video games serious at all, but when I do play that game, I always try to, I'll find a weapon. If I'm not Jason, I try to find a weapon, and I go look for Jason. I'm like, I don't want to get away and run. That's boring. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. People want to do it for the mm-hmm. gamer. I'm like, no, I want to fight. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to do what <laughs> I wouldn't. Do. I want to do what I wouldn't do in real life. I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's such a that's fun awesome. game. And speaking of that game, what system do you guys play that on? Uh, PlayStation. Nice. Yeah, same here. We're gonna have to exchange PSNs because we're all on the PlayStation. Yeah, I haven't played, and I play like every once in a while, but I haven't really played same hardcore here. since it first came out. So it's like I'm only like level twenty, you know. But there are people that are like level one fifty, oh, and I'm yeah. like, that's just too much time. I'm, I'm the same. I don't even know if I'm level twenty. I just like I, I just yeah, I don't I know what there, level I'm on. Fun. <laughs> just just to have a good time with it. I don't take it serious at all, and mm-hmm. I, I have an excellent time with it. Yeah, I had a like when I you know when I started playing like I'd never played online before, so I had to get a PSN account, and I had a nice little friends list that we I would they were playing like every night. I would only play on the weekends, but mm-hmm. you know it was fun just talking to people around the country and whatnot but then i think i stopped playing when the physical disc came out and then like the little kids started playing and i just hear on the the groups that i'm a part of of how the kids are just horrible and you know uh they talk shit on you and all that good stuff yep yep yeah that's why usually when i play those that or i play world war z a lot any of those any games i play online Nine times out of ten, I'm playing with my friends that I know, and we'll just get it. Even if we're playing with, like, a big group of people, we'll have our own little private party chat where we could just talk shit and have fun, laugh, crack jokes. and. Yeah, it's a shame that because of the lawsuit, you know, they had to stop doing, you know, additional maps and stuff. Because how cool would it have been if we got Manhattan or um, the uh, spaceship yes. from Jason Space, X. yeah. Yeah, but even, like, I wanted so bad there to be an actual campaign mm-hmm. you know i mean we had that solo where you got to do the kills and whatnot but i wanted a campaign oh yeah i know i know but that damn lawsuit let's get that. they, they could they could have added reggie directless as a counselor in there they <laughs> that would have been great that i would pick him all the time and now i really have to get a red jumpsuit to be because you know he, his one attribute would be like sprinting <laughs> yep screaming and then just take it off yep. and just flying but see, but now to make it hard, like say, you know, Jason's close, you push the little special button, once your special's loaded up, you scream and run. But it has to be mm-hmm. hard to control and run. He runs fast, but, you know, you got to run through the woods and all this stuff. That's how they could have made it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Reggie the fucking reckless. So, okay, so back to part six. We could jump into ratings. Um, How many 77 Camaros out of 10 would you give this movie? How many 77 out of 10? 77 Camaros, yeah. I just I couldn't think of another rating, and I'm a big Camaro fan. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how many 77 Camaros? Um, I would probably say 7. Okay. I'd probably give it an 8. Okay. okay. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to jump right in the middle and just say a 7.5. It was great. Okay. It was a really good movie, really fun movie. Um, I think it was very well made. It was. I mean, very creative. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. 
because I think you had a, the you know the writer who was also the director. He just had a love for horror in general. Yeah. So he made a horror movie for horror fans. We were talking about that last episode about how too many times they get people involved with these iconic franchises and remakes and they get people making them that are not fans or even familiar with the source material at all. And it just doesn't always turn out well. And then you have movies like the last Halloween where there were actually a bunch of fans that were involved with it. And Mm -hmm. you know, overall was very well received by fans because of that. And I, I've always thought park six was kind of that way as well yeah. Um, yeah. with Jason yeah. lives because he I, was a horror fan. I hope like whenever we get another theatrical movie, the same type of love goes into a script as the Halloween 2018. Or right. more, more yeah. love, more love. That's Just because it's Jason. He deserves yeah, it. Yeah, more love. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's a mama's boy. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. And that's, that's like the, I, the thing too. Like someone asked me, out of all the horror characters, like, why Jason? And I said, because you don't really know his story other than drowning. That's true. You know? You don't know what he was... I mean, you have to look at it two ways, too. People, like, did he drown? And if he did so, why didn't he come back to mom? You know? But, you know, whatever way you want to look at it, like, what was he doing all those years before, you know, part two? How did people not notice him? Well, of course, they would probably get killed, but still. Yeah, they notice him. They're just dead. They're he, just dead. Yeah, <laughs> he, dead. Has, he has, like, Freddy has a backstory. Michael has a backstory. But Jason, other than drowning, doesn't have a backstory. That's a good point. Well, you mentioned Jason being a mama's boy. When we went to that convention, we took um, our, our baby with us because it was really, it was a small convention, so we weren't going to be there too long, and... We met Ari, and she had made him a a onesie with the Jason mask on it, and it says, oh, I love that's mommy cool. on it. That's, oh, that's that awesome. awesome. Yeah. You have if you can see it here, but that's... Oh, that's cool. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Felissa Rose really loved our baby. <laughs> Eddie Furlong, you know, but... Felissa Rose is It was amazing. cute. Yeah, she's on my list, too, if I ever, you know, go to the mention that she's there. Scarecon. She was super nice, man. She, we we hung out in her booth for a little, of course, it's because they were holding the baby, but she was super nice. Yeah, when I see her, all I can think of is that end scene in Sleepaway Camp, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she has one of those pictures for sale of that, too. Does she? Like, oh, oh, my God. gosh. One thing, real quick. She's going to be at Scarecon in October. Um, yeah, I was looking when you told me the dates. That's when I'll be in uh, Universal Horror. Uh, my, my uh, wife surprised me with that so on my bucket list. That's that's beautiful though. That's love. Have you guys ever been? I have not. Yeah. But that's I had just missed it. I went on a work trip and um, in October a few years back, and it was um, I got there like on a Sunday, but my flight was delayed, and I got there too late to to make my way down there and it was at the open on the weekends close as I've ever come to it. Yeah. So when I got lucky because when we got the tickets, it was a buy one, get one night free. So I got two for the price of one. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, Uh, not at all with the, with the sleepaway camp. Right. So my brother introduces me to the movie and he's like, uh, just watch it. Just watch it. Okay. I'll watch it. I watched it with my wife a few years ago. He's like, there's a surprise at the end. Now, <laughs> after I watched that movie, I called him and cussed him out. 
And I was like, listen, man. I was like, don't ever tell me the surprise at the end if, the, if it ends. Like, I said, a surprise is supposed to be something good. This is like a shocking <laughs> thing that happens. You know, like hey, a that was the that was the twist ending. That's to end all twists. I mean, yeah. He could have said there was a big twist at the end, but he said there's a surprise. When I think surprise, <laughs> I think good. You know, surprise party, surprise. Oh, something good. No. <laughs> What's crazy to think about is that she was actually like 14 or 15 when she made that movie. I know. So yeah, being that character, <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's a bit of a stretch. I don't know and if I would let my kid. That's a film yeah. that they could still make today, but change the ending though. But it wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't have effect. the same effect. You'd be like, okay. And no. well, they couldn't. They couldn't. I don't even know how they got away with that ending when it was released. You know, I mean, well, I think the actor who played the from the neck down was of age, but right, you don't see too many on-screen peen shots. You know, so and the fact yeah. that he was you know playing a twelve-year-old that you know can't do that today, obviously. Right, but it's a classic, you know, like that and um, Basket Case. <laughs> yes, classics, 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 man. <clears throat> oh, this was a fun, fun episode, though. Um, yeah, thanks have any, for having me. Any, any freaking time, man. Like, I guess I already told Thad a couple of weeks ago. I guess Brian, you're gonna have to be a part of this Friday the Thirteenth team. I had, yeah, definitely. I can't remember Absolutely. which ones I've done already. I think we did three. I did seven before. I think I did one, but I'm not 100% sure. But anyways, whatever ones we I haven't done on the podcast yet, we got to just knock those out. So next time we'll do part two. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, part two is a good one, and actually that rolls into another uh, topic real quick that I'll plug. Oh, go, ahead. Uh, go ahead. So as we know, there's a lot of fan films coming out, and uh, one that's currently in pre-production is His Name Was Jason. That is being... Uh, written and directed by my friend Dave, who is actually a Jersey native. He now lives in New York. And this story picks up after part one. It takes place two years after part one, I believe. Um, And it's Sackhead Jason. So it's a different... He doesn't have his traditional overalls on because it takes place, you know, three years before part two. So they would be, like, falling apart by then. Uh, So he's doing some fundraisers on Facebook, um, which he actually made his goal so he could get the uh, cop car for, like, a vintage cop car. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has a couple more Indiegogos going on. But if you check it out on Facebook, his name was Jason. It it looks really good. He has a trailer on the Facebook page and YouTube, but it's a really cool trailer. He actually shot it not too far from where – we both, but he grew up in Egg Harbor City, New Jersey. I grew up in Egg Harbor Township, so he used a lake that's, you know, has an eerie look to it, but uh, cool. and it has that vintage '80s feel to it. I so like yeah, that. definitely check that out. I like I like that a lot. That vintage '80s feel. You said it right there. Yes. Perfect. Which I did mention. I did forget to mention this. Um, with the Friday the Thirteenth, the new one, the latest one from 2009. That's one thing that bothered me about it was it was too up to date. I like the old gritty 80s feel to it yeah and i thought it was too i like the movie don't get me wrong i really like the movie a lot i went and seen it twice but it was too jokey also like i've yeah, polished I, I don't mind i love horror comedy and i don't mind comedy in horror like a real serious horror movie like jason but i felt like this one just had way too much more of a freddy feel to it if you if you think about yeah. it with the silliness in gotcha. it Kills amazing. I didn't mind Jason running. I didn't even mind Jason having the underground layer and all that. I thought that was kind of cool too. But 
keep it eighties, cut down on the silliness, and it had some stupendous you know, boobs in it. It did. I was just about to say <laughs> that. that I, I'm not. You notice how I didn't complain about that part? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I the love comedy... how. No, go ahead. I love how you introduced all those characters in the beginning, and they yes. were in a good chunk of the film. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. In... That whack. That was yeah, great. I think it was like yeah. 15 minutes before, like it says Friday the 13th, and I mean, mm-hmm. was he was he protecting his pot stash? Was that why he was pissed off? Like I can't blame um, him. <laughs> I cannot blame him. And you you know about that um that introduction scene, seeing that in the the first time I seen it in theaters, the whole theater, including myself and people with me, yelling, screaming, and just clapping like when it's. That intro, Friday the 13th, everybody was just clapping like, holy shit, that was a fucking yeah. intro. That was amazing. Yeah. Wow. It was a good time. Yeah, I like the underground tunnel aspect it. because it kind of said, well, this is how Jason got here before you did, you know? Another thing about the underground tunnel, which I liked, I loved, actually, it was paying homage to all the old movies where you see, like, the wheelchair, you see the camp counselor's whistles, you've seen things from the old, the old movies. If you pay attention to the background on the wall, yes. I was like, that was freaking awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great. Yep. We'll have to definitely have to talk about that one in the future, too. As, oh, you know, we were talking sure. before we recorded just, like, uh, you know, problems with that movie. But, yeah, I mean, the, the only authentic feel other than, you know, Jason to me was on the plates that said New Jersey. So I was like, all right, you know, even though it was shot in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I guess... You know, uh, Friday Thirteenth to me will forever be Jersey as it was set there, and you know, after Part Two, they, they started going out west. So uh, I love them bringing it back on the East Coast. You know, because I mean, even Jason Takes Manhattan was shot in Vancouver. Right. <laughs> That's another one we can talk about. Jason takes a boat ride. Yes, he did. <laughs> From he the did. lake to the yeah. <laughs> but do you have any- the lake through the ships. Yes, I want to take that. No, I don't. I don't like cruises. I don't like boats. I was gonna say I want to take that same cruise, but no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so Brian, what? did, you, did yes. you have anything else you wanted to plug? Or? Yeah, actually, um, it was just announced a few days ago uh, from the Blairstown Museum on their Facebook page. There is going to be another Friday the Thirteenth in December, and when I was talking with Jeanette back in May, she had mentioned that she was thinking of doing a Christmas tree lighting, Friday the 13th themed tree lighting. And she's like, you should come. And there's a gentleman, Matthew Keller, who he's known around town as like their Jason. He's been dressing up for like 10 years, even before the museum came every Friday the 13th, he would go around town and take pictures with fans and you know, whomever. So I call him North Jersey, Jason. So I'm South Jersey, Jason. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for December 13th, we are going to do a Christmas tree lighting together, like plugging in the Christmas tree. So I'm looking very looking forward to that. I'm going to get a Santa Claus hat and put glue on it. It says Jason and put glitter on there and, you know, uh, have a ho- holiday-themed Jason. So that's going to be December 13th at the Blairstown Museum, Friday the 13th Museum. That's awesome. And then just, um, you know, I've got some cool things just coming up uh, next month. If any of your listeners live in the southern Jersey area, the town of Smithville, I'm going to be at a table, and uh, I'm slowly starting to create 
some SJJ merchandise. I'm just hoping to sell some things. And the table next to me is actually the creators of Weird New Jersey. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of Weird New Jersey, uh, but it's a real popular magazine that in New, that talks about all the oddities in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So um, they actually have a they did an uh, article on Blairstown, you know, a few years back. So I'm gonna get them to autograph that for me. Uh, I'm doing a commercial shoot for my buddy's store, as I told you. Um, And then um, I'm going to be a featured guest at Halloween Comic Fest at the Hamilton Mall in New Jersey. So I'm looking forward to that as well. That's going to be this Saturday before Halloween. And, you know, we'll take some photos. And I think Emily might do some, you know, makeup effects for, like, the kids or whatever. Once they get cut or whatever and take photos with us. So that's what I got going on right now. Sounds awesome. I love it. Okay. Thad, you got anything you want to plug? Or shout outs? Um, yeah, just the uh I wanna give a shout out to the guys at the Cult Classic Horror Show, uh the Blood Brothers, Scotty and Danny Bonin and uh Rob O'Neill and uh Carmelo Chimera. Um if you're not familiar with that that podcast, it's an awesome horror podcast. Um they actually just uh finished uh filming their first uh movie called She Walks the Woods. And they ended a, a very successful Kickstarter campaign, and uh, but there's still lots of merchandise you can get on board and order, pre-order things now. And so looking for the next phase and getting that movie out there. So watch for that. You can find Cult Classic Horror and uh, She Walks the Woods on Facebook. And also just another shout-out to uh, Sam, I Am Mason, Zombie Barbie, and Lance Wagner with the Sacrificial Terror podcast. Um, and two of my horror buddies, um, David Martin and uh, Lance Dale. Um, we've kind of grown a network outside of the uh, these horror groups that have become so prominent, and uh, we, we've got some some stuff we're, we're looking to do here in the near future. So I want to give a shout-out to them as well. <laughs> I'll just text it to my brother, tell him I'm going to do the Reggie the Reckless thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, and he said... Uh, he said, every time you see a Jason cosplay, scream and run away. It <laughs> would <laughs> be great if, you can, if, if Tom Morga does a convention in costume and you go in costume. I, would, I, I feel like oh, I have man. to do it. It's put out there. I have to get a red hoodie, a red yes. hoodie and a red, red sweatpants and just. I'm not going to promise Dude, you guys. I need audio and video of all of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it. The audio, video, pictures. It's, it has to happen. It has to happen because that's my favorite character besides Jason. It's funny. It's gonna be fun. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. Or you can get a camouflage outfit because he wore like a camouflage T-shirt and green pants in like the beginning when you first meet him. He, true, <laughs> but yeah, that iconic scream and run was in the hoodie. Yeah, that's, that's the thing though. Like that, and hoodies are. I mean, sweat suits are comfortable too. So yes. it's a win-win. Yeah. <clears throat> and then if you just wanted to go just to get it that realistic, get a ring like the one demon got him or something similar, you know? Oh, yeah. I'll have to – I'll see what I can do with the ring part. The sweatsuit's a definite. Yeah. The ring, I, yeah. maybe I'll try to find something. I'll see what I can do. It sucks That's it's not awesome. just like a costume. You could just go to the Halloween wherever and just grab it. With the or ring. even if you wanted to get like another cosplay, it could be like uh, Julius from Part 8, the boxer. Get a tracksuit. That's true. Yeah. Box, try to box. Carry your head with you. 
Get my head knocked <laughs> off. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I think Reggie all the way, and we do want to yes. see photos. It's going to, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, it has to happen. It's going to happen. And you got to tag Shavar Ross in it, too. I will. I'm at, I don't have an Instagram, but I have his, I follow his page, and I know he's active on his page on Facebook. He has, like, a fan page. Okay. And he's pretty active on there, actually. He posts a lot on there and comments on there, so I will talk, talk, tag him on there. And hopefully I can get him on this podcast one day. Cause That'd be cool, yeah. He's That'd be great. Favorite character from Jason that didn't don the mask or the potato sack. Whatever kind of sack that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, As far as I go, uh, let me see my shout-outs. First of all, thank you both for coming on here. I had a great freaking time. I can talk Definitely, horror all day and night, as I'm sure you guys can. Yes. And, um... We de- we're definitely going to be doing this again. we got to finish the rest of the Jason franchise. Um, yeah. As far as the podcast goes, for my listeners, as you guys all know, if you ever want to be on the podcast, shoot me an email, horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Again, that's horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. And that's if you ever want to be a guest on here, if you want us to review a certain movie. Um, email me if you don't like Nicolas Cage, as, as you know, like I don't. That's another good thing to email me about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, seriously, though, thanks to all my listeners, all my supporters on the, on the pages, on the podcast, the YouTube channel. Slowly growing. Again, I have some great ideas that once I have them with me, I will show you guys this. My next idea, because of these two gentlemen right here, Reggie the Reckless at Scarecon. Yes. In Rochester, New York, <laughs> October 18th through the 20th. So if you're going to be there, be there. Come see there. Come see me. My wife, my brother, we're going to have a table there. I'm going to have the podcast there. Hopefully, I'll be on a few panels again. But if you want to sit down and record with me for a few minutes, we could do that. Get a business card. Um, and for horror fans, or not horror fans, well, yeah, horror fans and people who have horror podcasts, horror networks, including you guys, horror fan pages and all that stuff, if you have business cards, shoot me an email. We'll talk something out for free. Send me some business cards. I'll put them at my table throughout the three days, and, you know, we'll go from there. But, again, thank you guys both for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. My listeners, you should know where to find me. If not, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, any place where you can listen to a podcast. Horror with Sir Sturdy on Facebook, fan and fan page and the group. The group posts whatever you want horror-related. The fan page is more to help promote the podcast, but please keep liking that and watching the announcements that come out on that. And, again, as always, I'll see.